G'day, y'all, and welcome to the next episode of Champagne Cinema, the show where we do what we do best, which is watch films, drink some wine, and then whine about them. My name is C, and joining me today is Chris. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are still on our James Cameron series, and this week we have one of, I think, one of his first major blockbusters, I guess you could say. Like, it's a one that, like, made his name. Some of you may be really disappointed because, like me, you considered the second in the series to be the best, but we had to start at the OG, and today's episode is 1984's The Terminator, which stars Linda Hamilton, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Bean again, who we just chatted about last week in our Aliens episode. He's still hot and even younger in this movie. I think he's 27 in it, which is super exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I think, see, we've actually both watched this together. Yes. I think we watched it, and correct me if I'm wrong, your first time was probably in that first year of COVID or something, watching lots of movies because that's all you could do, and I feel like we found out you hadn't seen it. It could have been before that, but I feel like it was then. Well. I was going to say yes, because I don't think it's that long ago. Well, and COVID's been happening for a really long time. But then didn't we watch it because the new Terminator was coming out and you wanted me to go watch it? That also sounds accurate. Did you come and see Dark Fate with us? so it had to have been before, right? Yeah, actually, that makes sense too. It was like a similar like Endgame Avengers was coming out and you're like, you want me to watch this with you? So I had to watch all of them. And that's what we did with the Turner. I think that's what it was because we went and saw that movie Yeah, because I think you only had to watch one and two because Dark Fate, which is like the latest one, was they're like, oh, we're going to forget about three, four, and five Terminator movies. We're actually going to be like, they they didn't exist. So like that you only had to watch one and two because the latest one, which came out a couple of years ago, was like the follow-up to T2 because it brought back Linda Hamilton and stuff. Anyway, it was like a big thing. Oh, I thought I watched all of them. <laughs> I guess Did not. you watch? I don't think I don't you know. did. I don't I think doubt so. it. <laughs> T3 is not good. It's not good. Terminator Salvation is pretty good. I like that one. Christian Bale's in it. And then T, I guess it's like considered T5 was not great. They really tried. They brought in Amelia Clark, so like what is her face, Dragon Queen from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I also had Jai Courtney, who I also love. He came in as Kyle Reese. So it's like they tried to like recast them. It just like didn't really work what they did. And so they're like, fuck it. The only way this is going to work is if we bring back Linda Hamilton, which they did. And so she came back for the sixth one, which is actually considered the third one because it was a direct follow-on from T2. Wow. This is a lot. Sorry, guys. I obviously love this franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Once we get you started. It doesn't stop. (laughs) I don't remember when that movie came out, but it can't be that much before COVID. So I think it was 2019. It had to have been. It feels like it wasn't that long ago. And as we're watching this, I'm like, I actually really want to watch this again. I love Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. So maybe I'll do that this afternoon. (laughs) Which one? The, The third one? The sixth one. Oh, the sixth. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. The sixth one, but the third one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you will. Before we dive into the discussion, please remember that this podcast contains spoilers. If you've never seen The Terminator and you don't want us to ruin it, you should probably go watch the film first and come back and listen.
Okay, so a brief plot description this week. I just took this straight from Wikipedia because it was on point, unlike the Aliens ones, which was just like wild last week and I had to write my own. This one seemed very straightforward. This is a very straightforward movie, I think, anyway. (laughs) Simple. So, yes, simple. Disguised as a human, a cyborg assassin known as a Terminator, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, travels from 2029 I think that's wrong. I actually think it's 2027. Anyway. No, I have 2029, but AD. Isn't that where we are? Yeah, like I guess. But yeah. they just like call it out when you're opening like 2029 AD. Maybe the war starts in 2027, actually. Anyway, so 2029 to 1984 to kill Sarah Connor, who's played by Linda Hamilton. Sent to protect Sarah is Kyle Reese, played by Michael Bean, who divulges the coming of Skynet, which is an artificial intelligence system that will spark a nuclear holocaust. Sarah is targeted because Skynet knows that her unborn son, John Connor, will lead the fight against them. With the virtually unstoppable Terminator in hot pursuit, she and Kyle attempt to escape. It's like a horror film, okay? <laughs> it is really like, yeah, intenseful and like the, the chase. It's just chasing her. Like it's yeah. the chase to kill her. And I'm like, this is, I was reading through my notes and I'm like, this is like the plot of a horror film as well, even though it's like sci-fi. Anyway. But also, can we call it like 2029 is like seven years away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really weird to see how they interpret in the 80s when you start watching movies in the 80s that are based in the future and you realize it's all our current decade like very close i'm also like does skynet exist at the moment and we don't know if skynet exists (laughs) it doesn't need to be called skynet it could be called tesla so like (laughs) you know in a couple of years is tesla going to be like humans are destroying the world which we are so now we need to stop the humans so just It's getting a bit close to home at this point. But I do think in T2, and I'm sure to an episode on it, Judgment Day has passed in our history books. Like it's Judgment Day, I think, was in the 2000s as well, which is like when Skynet sets off a bomb or something like that. So we've already gone past that time zone in the world. But even in the 80s, like the 2020s aren't that far away. So for them to think we're jumping that far... In the 80s movies to like, this is what's going to be. It's funny, but we're not. I do think <laughs> we're going to start talking about it. In T2, you figure out how they jump so quickly into the to create all these systems. It's because of T1. Don't worry. We can talk about it next time. <laughs> You're speaking another <laughs> language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm already talking about the next film, which I just love. It's one of my favorite films. So Focus. I'm already like, let's talk about Terminator 2. It's way better. But anyway, we're focusing on T1, like T2 doesn't exist. I'll be back. For this film, I feel like we had a really busy week. I ended up watching this film over three days, but I had seen it before, so I wasn't too like concerned about that it was a lot of stop start and I don't remember really drinking anything while watching it maybe like a glass of wine one night but nothing that stood out for me I think it was just a way for me to decompress after the week and yeah it took me three days to finish yeah I did it into like an hour and then an hour the next day and it was just like a been a crazy work week so it was just kind of like cramming this one in and I didn't drink also probably had like a sparkling water or something like that raging party animals yeah and we did the weekend before have a night out yeah we definitely got wild what what did we drink then we had 
what didn't I drink that weekend? <laughs> Rod of Ruby Red Deep Eddie Vodka, if anybody's ever heard of it. It's from Austin. So there you go. There's your alcohol tip with some soda and lime. Yeah. It's good when you go into a bar that doesn't have good drinks. <laughs> I think I was trying to remember yesterday. I think we had jello shots again. I think it's like oh, my new yeah, thing at the bar we always go to in Austin. I literally think I now get blackout because I have jello shots because at that point I'm like, this is a great idea. And then the next day I was like, that was a terrible idea. I think I did jello shots again. So I'm also like 33 years old. So grown ass adult here jello shotting at a bar seems like real smart, but. I just wanted to know like what's in the jello shots like it's very just probably vodka but like how much probably a shot you could probably ask Kenny and he would tell you yeah he wasn't there oh he <laughs> wasn't was he? exactly he's a bartender <laughs> guys okay first name basis <laughs> <laughs> yeah that terminator is out there it can't be bargained with it can't be reasoned with it doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear and it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. So let's dive in to the movie, The Terminator. We talked about it, you know, it set starts in 1984 and the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, arrives naked, you know, full on moon across the LA skyline. <laughs> and then he comes across the... They call them punk guys. <laughs> so 80s. They are so 80s. Yes. And I did notice this when watching them, like, wait a second. And yeah, there's Bill Paxton mm -hmm. from yep. Aliens. And poor him. I mean, I don't know if we see him die. It's the other guy that gets like straight up like knifed up the stomach. I think they all die. Like there is no way the you Terminator let one is guy be run. Like, but it wasn't Bill Paxton. No, it wasn't. Bill Paxton had like the mohawk with like the blue, blue. hair. Yeah, and I I love that James Cameron, he has a couple of people in this film. He always seems to take people around around yeah. the world with him. And there's another so one like, later. There's three people in this film that are also in Aliens. Yes, we'll get to the next one, I noticed mm -hmm. too. <laughs> but yeah, so you see Arnold, he comes down all like super cool and like composed but then we see kyle reese join nude and his is yes, like we do he's in like <laughs> a fetal position and you know he's human so it was a lot harder on him that transfer yeah the recovery process and he gets homeless people's clothes <laughs> but he also then goes into a store and robs the clothing store too for some sneakers so he's like not trying to hurt people he's just trying to be under the radar yeah he gets like a trench coat and then he somehow finds a shotgun and like can hide that in his trench coat. He went, well, he robbed a store. I don't know when he gets a shotgun, but then he like, yeah, cuts it in that way and hides it in his trench. Him and that shotgun, met. Shot, the shotgun thing progresses through all the films. There's always this baller shotgun and like he has it in this one. It's like a Kara's thing. And then in the second one, it's like Sarah Connor's got this awesome shotgun. Well, because so. it makes the most impact to like kind of stop the robot for a second because that's so much like power yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then we see sarah connor who's like living her best life riding a bike <laughs> her scooter doesn't it, isn't it a scooter i don't know one of those things oh yeah it is a scooter it's like a motorcycle yeah. scooter she's like yeah. 19 in this film so this really? is like young sarah connor as in sarah connor's character is 19 and i'm like oh and then she's like a waitress I don't think she's living her best life. I think she's quite miserable, to be honest. Oh, that's true. She's like a waitress, but she looks great. <laughs> she's a waitress and that guy like stands her up. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kyle Reese is looking for her, but he has a picture of her. But then the Terminator's also looking for her, but it's just brutal by going down the phone book, which is really sad. Imagine now it would be Facebook, but back then it's like he had to go through the phone book to and murder all the Sarah Connors in a list. He didn't even give them a shot to be like, are you Sarah? Well, he does. He goes, are you Sarah Connor? And they're like, yes. And he's like, bam. But I think he, all his thing was just to kill all of them. Like, yeah. Until he found out which Sarah Connor was a Sarah Connor because Kyle gave her away. But I think his mission was just to kill them all. Yes. Because he killed two and then he killed Sarah's housemate, which he thought was Sarah. And then Sarah does some dumb stuff and gives herself away multiple times. And he realizes, oh, Sarah's not dead yet. Yeah, what was it that got him to think? Because she oh, called, call, she left a message the on the on, yeah. And she's like, I'm at Tech Noir, come get me. I've, we can get to that. But one of the things I wanted to address is one of the Sarah Connors, the first one, opens the door. She's got like kind of like brown curly hair in her head and – in the news later, they say that the Sarah Connor was 35 with two kids and the chick looked like she was 50. <laughs> and then I'm like, I am 34 this year. What the hell? Is that what they really thought 35-year-olds look like in the 80s? And I was mortified being like, oh, my goodness, it was like your life's over at 35. You're all just like this unattractive, ugly, fat or hot hag. And I was just like, <laughs> I think that's maybe what they did look like that. You know how like the Golden Girls, they were in their 50s, which is like what? the same. Yeah, they were in their 50s oh and they're the same age as what, you know, the and just like that, you know, sex in the city ages are. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's the hair and they put like different hair on them. And it just the hair, how it was done ages them so much. And, you know, they didn't dye it. So yeah, they look like they're 70, but they're really in their 50s. Wow. I mean, I never watched that, but I was very insulted by this 35-year-old Sarah Connor. <laughs> I was like, okay. So that really struck a chord with me from mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so yeah, after he's done killing those two ladies and he does find where Sarah Connor actually lives. And like we said, kills the boyfriend, which he put up a real good fight. You know, he really tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I would agree with that. The roommate, which her demise, I believe, was the stupid headphones. Like why you have those little headsets on. She could have run out. In the 80s, like I feel like she would have hurt. Like it would, yeah. would, he was getting thrown around that room. Like I feel like I would hear, you would hear the vibrations. It's a small apartment. They're not like living in a mansion. So I mean, I guess if you have it on full blast, maybe, but Mm -hmm. yeah, those are cheap little headphones that aren't covering your whole ear, but it's sad. They were goners for sure. But yeah, she left that stupid voicemail, which obviously, you know, this guy is going to people's houses. Why are you leaving a voicemail at your house? She does some dumb things. So one of the things is why is she going to the club? Like, why? Is it because there's people there? Like, just get out of town. Like, why didn't you just leave? And she's like, obviously left a voicemail for her housemate and stuff. But I'm like, girl, why didn't you run? You're like sitting at a club, which has the best name, Tech Noir. (laughs) Well, I guess at that point, Reese is following her and she thinks it's Reese. So she just like Mm -hmm. goes in there. But yeah, she should have gone to the police station instead of trying to call the police station from all these like random pay phones. Yeah, I just... 
it was just like a little bit naive. I guess she learns from her mistakes in her as she ages. But this, I'm like, I would be running. I'd be like, I'm not staying around. I'm out. Like, peace. Yeah. And I know she just had a scooter and stuff, but I feel like she would have had access to get away. But yeah, she did think it was Kyle, but eventually she realized it was not Kyle. Kyle was there to save her. He comes to the rescue and the Terminator comes in and shoots everybody up, doesn't give a fuck. But thankfully, she <laughs> listens to Kyle and runs with him. Like, that's the only reason why she's surviving at this point. Yes. She only lives really, truly because of Kyle, like, through this whole thing. She does get her own strength kind of towards the end, but she would have been doomed without him. So good on John Connor to send Kyle back from the future to save her, help her, <laughs> protect her. <laughs> But they all get it. Then they get arrested anyway. So she ends up at the police station. Everyone thinks Kyle's like a crazy man because, you know, it's a bit wild. I mean, I understand why they don't believe him. It's a crazy story. If somebody came to me, I'd be like, what What the fuck are you talking about? That's a hard thing to believe. Yes, I agree with that. And then the doctor in this is the true bad guy of the next two films because he shows up again in T2. So he doesn't die when you know, Arnie comes in at this point, but that doctor and how he's kind of like gaslighting and manipulating it. I'm like, you're a bad doctor. Like you should be helping them. You're not helping them. You're not, you're just like, no, he's, yeah, he was, I wouldn't pay him any money to help me (laughs) with my psychological analysis. (laughs) No, I mean, I can understand him not believing, but he still was just like an ass about it Mm -hmm. and not helpful at all. Because, you know, Kyle's not trying to hurt anybody, even if he was being crazy. So just listen to the guy. But then, of course, Arnold finds them and does this, you know, the big line, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> rams his car. The thing that we, we kind of went fast, the thing I wanted to talk about that happens before he goes to the cop station is the Terminator. So Arnie has this, like, eyeball scene in the yes. bathroom, which has the worst effects now worst. you watch it now and it's like it's arnie and then it switches to like a puppet and you're like this clay face this clay face thing and then it switches back to arnie when he pops his eye back in but i do like how it's filmed because it's really showing the termania doesn't feel and has no emotions and is kind of like a monster in a way because he cuts his arm and like is like fidgeting around and cuts his eyeball out. I think they had to show like how terrifying this character actually is. If he was chasing you, like he is not stopping for anything. Yeah. And they, I like how they filmed that part, but yeah, the effects, um, they definitely improve in future movies, but those effects, I always laugh at them. And in the scene also, did you notice that Arnie like doesn't have eyebrows? Yes. Cause he gets like, blown there's some sort of fire with the car or something Mm -hmm. he slowly starts to deteriorate (laughs) yeah so he actually had to shave him arnie had to shave his eyebrows (laughs) but in this film arnie got a insurance against one body part in this film and it was his eyebrows he insured his eyebrows because he knew he had to shave them he had to make sure like if they didn't grow back back right he was insured for that. And I was laughing. I was like, are you kidding me? The one thing out of everything he could damage was his eyebrows that he insured. Like not a leg, not an arm, not his art, whatever. Eyebrows. 
Well, now they like dye them blonde and then kind of make them disappear. So we're, we've advanced on that where people don't I think actually have to shave their eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, but at this this time, Arnie's like, I'm cheering against this. Like I need to guarantee. Yeah. I was like, that's vain, but yeah, all right. I get it. I can kind of watch the arm scene, but same as the first time we watched it, I do not even try to look at the eyeball scene. I don't even know if it's that gross because it, the effects aren't that good, but mm-mm, that's one I like. Nope. Avoid. Yeah. It's it's a little bit gross, but the effects are terrible. So it, it's very easy to um, w- watch the whole thing. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he regenerates. He's all good. And then he goes and storms the police station. I think that's also really important to show that literally no one can protect Sarah. You have They say they have 27 or 30 police in, the, in that station. They all die. Yeah. So they're also, again, showing you can't hide from him. Like no one can actually help you, Sarah, at this point, apart from Kyle. But again, they just keep leveling up the Terminator, which I like. They just keep leveling it to be like, you're really never safe. But I think the cops did a pretty bad job at it. Like the two, the two main ones, Lieutenant Ed and Detective Hal, which Hal is Bishop from Aliens. Yes, I'm so <laughs> glad you got that. I always get so excited when I see him. His role's so small in the Terminator, but it's just like, oh, it's Bishop. And so that's like the, the next actor that James Cameron takes into Aliens as well. And I really appreciate those three that are in this film. But I just, I watch a lot of other cop shows. I'm totally into that stuff. And they're just, they didn't do any coverage for each other. They would just all like jump out of the hallway and start shooting him, but they're not like covering themselves or like, you don't need to literally take your whole body out there and shoot at him. Obviously this Terminator is going to shoot you. So I think they were a little stupid on how they did it for each other. They were just, it was too hectic and they didn't know what the fuck was happening. Very, very 80s yes. style. <laughs> yes. So they all died. But of course, Sarah and Kyle are able to escape and they go under that bridge. And then he kind of goes into a lot of like his past and she finally like believes him under that bridge. I think because she just saw this man come in and like slaughter a whole police station. Yes. <laughs> like legit so that that makes sense and yeah they sleep under the bridge real cozy and comfy and then they go to the hotel room the tiki motel tiki motel he like teaches her how to make bombs and stuff i'm like damn yeah like i'll learn from you kyle reese you can take me to the tiki motel (laughs) (laughs) and then how um you know he had her picture and he always loved her which is kind of weird so weird. I mean, I would love it if he loved me too, but from a picture, I just, it must be so horrible in the future that that's like where he found comfort was in her picture and he fell in love with her picture and the stories he was told. But then I was also like, are you a, are you a virgin? Like he had to have been a virgin, <laughs> Sounded right? like it. He was like, I've yeah. never, no, it's, I've always loved you from that picture. <laughs> yeah. But he looked, he looked great. He in did. It. So like, I'll be like, if you're a virgin, you know what you're doing, dude. <laughs> So then they had sexy time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love Kyle Reese. And he like, he really likes her boobs in that scene. Like he's always holding them, but I'm guessing that was probably also for filming. So it's like not making Linda Hamilton like so exposed, but he is on the titties and I'm like, he just doesn't let him go. How does the Terminator find them again? 
Oh, because again, Sarah is a fucking idiot. What did she do? Um, oh, the mom. Yeah, so he, Tamaneo definitely kills her mom. That's what I was wondering. We don't see her. It's like, did she actually yeah. die? He impersonates Sarah's mom, which is like what the Terminator does. And I feel like Kyle told her that. But again, Sarah's just like, okay, like, mom, I'm here. And then she's like, this is a phone number if you need me. He likes star 69s or like whatever the thing yeah. is. Phone book like, again, maybe. <laughs> and finds it's the Tiki Motel and like is on his merry way to go murder them. I just, Sarah should have been a little bit smarter by then. Because, like, I feel like Kyle is like, everyone you know is dead, which is accurate. Everyone she knows is, like, going to die. All she can do is just run. Um, but at least they had time to make the pipe bombs, which came in handy. For their chase scene. <laughs> that chase scene's long. I know that every Terminator has, like, tons of chase scenes. But I was like, this is actually really long because it just keeps going. And he kept throwing the bombs and they were doing nothing. <laughs> like, stop wasting the bombs. <laughs> this is not working. I don't think one hit him <laughs> or did anything in the actual, like, chasing part. I mean, he slowed him down. Like, I think they were doing damage because they started chasing again and then he was on the motorbike and then he got hit by a truck while on the motorbike. Yeah. Or, like, he got sucked under the truck, deteriorates more, and then he gets into the truck and there's always a tr truck chase scene in all the movies too. <laughs> anyway, so they're in the trucks, which is terrifying. But then eventually I do think Kyle gets wounded at some point in this chase. So he's kind of like slowing her down. Yeah. He shoots him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he then ends up chucking a pipe bomb into the gas truck and he jumps in the bin. I just don't know how Sarah got out of that. She was a lot closer than he was. Yeah, but I guess the blast was from behind as opposed to in front. But I was like, she is at risk. For, it just seemed a bit risky of Kyle too. Like he was going to be fine in his little garbage bin. <laughs> but she was like in the free road running from a truck. And I'm like, is she really that fast? She doesn't strike me as someone that's fast yet. Oh, yeah. When they first start running and the truck is chasing both of them, the truck would have definitely caught up with them at that point. The fact that they're thinking that the truck would have been that slow, it wasn't mm -hmm. very realistic. I'm like, no, <laughs> he would have definitely already run over them. They didn't because there would be no movie if he just hit over the truck of and course, she died. So, of course. You know, dramatic. And you think the Terminator is dead, but of course he rises not. as his true self. <laughs> yeah, no more Arnie. And then the effects get real bad. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say the fake Arnold Schwarzenegger clay face is a lot worse than the the metal robot. There's one scene it always sticks in my head is when they run into the factory and the Terminator's kind of like running and they're trying to close the door and it's like the Terminator's down the corridor corridor and they're trying to close this metal door but you can tell the corridor is a green screen they're just trying to close in front of because <laughs> it's just such a different effect and I'm like oh goodness this is terrible effects but I do think this was a pretty low budget film and like James Cameron wasn't like a big thing I was reading that like for this film they had to do a lot of unauthorized like guerrilla filming so kind of like pop up and film and mm. then like get out which made it more grungy and it was a bit of a th common thing in the 80s to like not get those permits so like they were filming something and if the cops like were coming they had to like scramble and stuff so from some of these effects it makes sense that this was like a lower budget film and the way they were doing it and I think when people were trying to fund it and things they didn't quite believe in the storyline until they saw James Cameron's vision come to life so 
it makes sense why some of the effects were a bit below standard. I definitely think that somebody was actually holding the arm and like making the fingers go and <laughs> somebody's just like holding a stick with like the arm on it. <laughs> you know that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> when the arms are like reaching. Yep, yep. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, this is and she great acting then if it's like a person there being like sticking like hand being <laughs> yeah. like where 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 and she's like, oh my god, Terminator. Yeah, I mean they did well it's still yeah. six this movie still sticks in your brain it's definitely yes. one of the first of its type that's why i love it <laughs> i do think at this point is when sarah really becomes what you know she is in the future for her son because you know reese is really he's not doing well he's shot he's barely able to walk and she's like get up soldier and like mm -hmm. on your feet and you see her like now take control and is the yeah. one to like realize what she's got in her like that power yeah yeah she's like she's very vulnerable and kind of I guess weak at the start but you definitely see her evolve as she comes to terms with like what's happening and she can be stronger especially because like Kyle tells her these stories and she's like that doesn't mm -hmm. sound like me but I think she starts believing more and more in herself um which I really like as well you see her character definitely develop over this film but then Kyle musters up the power to shove the bomb in the Terminator's stomach, right? Yeah, it's like midsection, blows him up. So he kind of becomes two pieces. Yes, but then also, sadly, Kyle, Reese, he is sacrifices gone. himself. Yes. Yeah. And she is, I mean, I'm heartbroken because. You wanted him just, too. <laughs> oh, it's just so beautiful. And then she's really sad, but then she thinks that the. You know, it's dead. Yeah. But then it like grabs her and then she's like, mother fuck, I gotta keep going? Seriously? <laughs> yes, and yes. you know now she's just mad. She's like, just die. Just die. And another claustrophobic scene, kind of like Aliens, where she's having to like crawl through that thing to like trap him mm -hmm. in the machine. Somehow locks him in there. And then I feel like another where she got a power scene where she's like, you're terminated, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these one-liners, though, like, they – it's great. I just – the one-liners I really do adore in these films. One of the other ones, though, skipping back to earlier in the club, Kyle – everyone knows the whole come with me if you want to live line, and people think it's from Arnie, which is correct. He says it in T2 to Sarah Connor, but Kyle Reese was the one that said it to her in Terminator. So mm. that line, and then, like, I'll be back – interchange between like literally all of the movies these same lines pop up and said by different people or whatever but I always forget that Kyle Reese says it in the first one because like it's such a big thing when Arnie says it in the second one and I'm like this is why I love you, you Kyle you started this <laughs> big hot man he was also 27 in this film I think I mentioned that but I was like you're fine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not talking about Arnold. I mean, he's got a great body, but it's just not my vibe. No. And also I was, again, doing some reading and there was a couple of people interested in this role. And I think it was like Sylvester St Stallone was considered, which I can see. Mm -hmm. Mel Gibson was considered, mm -hmm. which I find a bit weird. But Mel Gibson back in that heyday was pretty, you know, that was like Mad Max and stuff. I can see it. But then also James Cameron said that apparently O.J. Simpson was almost cast as the Terminator. And I am like, ew. No. No. Imagine if that happened. I just, no. I'm so glad they did it with Arnie. And Arnie actually was auditioning for Kyle Reese first. 
And then James Cameron was like, I don't want to cast this guy, but I'm like getting forced to like audition for him. But then James Cameron was like, you'd make a perfect Terminator. Yeah. So that's how that happened, which I appreciate. But OJ Simpson, was he even, he wasn't even an actor. Wasn't he like a sport dude? Yeah. He's like baseball or basketball or football. I don't know, something. But obviously it had to have been before he killed his wife. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, before he actually became a murderer. But anyway. Yeah. yeah, so that would have ruined the movie for sure. I know, I'm like, well played on Arnie. Yeah, but Sarah does it. She kills him with the crushing. And then we jump forward to where she's pregnant, driving down that the road with the awesome red Jeep. yeah. She looks baller. Like she's yes. gone through a full transformation. Like her sunglasses, her bandana. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant with John. She's, she's got all a by dog. herself. She's, got a, she's dog. got a dog. So the dogs help you with warning about Terminators. I don't know if they actually say that in this film. You, I think you understand it because Kyle reacts to dogs so much. I don't know if they very much state it. I think they do in the second one. It's very clear when he comes back in, when he's, you know, back in the future, past future. <laughs> yeah. He's having a flashback. He comes in and like they smell and they're like, okay, you're good. Versus mm-hmm. like when they're barking and then the Terminator comes in and like shoots up that poor weird place. But yeah, she definitely is coming to her own. She's talking to her future son, John, with a tape recorder and the little boy comes up and snaps the picture. And we're like, oh, this is it. This is a picture Kyle had. Like yep. it comes full circle for now. It's like, oh, this is like a, you know, where are good, she lives, John's going to live because, you know, John's going to get that photo and give it to Kyle and it's going to repeat in circles. No, it doesn't. There are so many different avenues this can go because of the future and time travel, which we won't get into because we've discussed it so many times. So hard. (laughs) I don't even want to. (laughs) It hurts too much. But then I think it ends with the, the guy, the attendant that works there, he's like, storm's coming in. She's like, yeah. We know what storm that is. (laughs) Yep. And then we don't see her for until 1991's Judgment Day. Now I feel like watching that. Anyway, I won't do that. No, you have to wait for that one. We'll do an episode on it, but that is a long ass movie. That'll be a longer longer one. (laughs) (laughs) You're a terminated fucker. We can do the film analysis kind of so we can wrap things up. What did you think of the script? I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I could, I'd could. i probably agree with that. There isn't really a script. So Arnie has 17 lines in this film. <laughs> so I thought we thought Ryan Gosling lines in Drive was small. This is way smaller. So there isn't really a script and it is kind of more of a grungy movie, like it low is. budget. So I think it, it, it's definitely like an action film. Yeah, there's just a lot of quietness through the scenes i don't know it's very music heavy i feel like mm-hmm. and less script heavy and they have their moments characters three. Oh, i'm gonna give them four but i love sarah connor and kyle and arnie's terminator i love like the big main ones but other than that it's just like a bunch of stupid it's just like the film's very 80s and a little awkward it just feels kind of awkward throughout i totally agree with you like it's not the best one out of the Terminators. It starts it all, but like it's low budget, it's grungy, it's obviously they're just gone wild. So it's done very well, I think, considering what they've done. But yeah, I like the characters. I do like Sarah's character development from start to end. 
also knowing what she's becoming. I like Kyle because he's very vulnerable, but like a soldier. And then Arnie's character is just like monotone the whole time, but like such a deadly force. But he has his one-liners. Yeah. There's just a lot of stupid people. <laughs> and just like, I'm dying. Oh, I'm shot. <laughs> Plot and entertainment factor. I'll give it a four. I'll get a 4.5. The plot's like pretty basic, yeah. but it's very entertaining. Like it, like I, I've watched it so many times. Yeah. I think the entertainment factor is just like all with like everybody getting just shot. Blown up. <laughs> yeah. Dead. Simple. It's great. <laughs> so simple. That is it. It's like the simple action film that you could just watch over and over again because it's just enjoyable. <laughs> it's not going to be on my favorites list. I'll say that. <laughs> Have you watched T2? Yeah. Okay. That one's so much better. But anyway. We're talking about one. Just the first one. I know. But I'm getting so excited for number two. So honorable mentions, I think we've already kind of said Sarah Connor's evolution. Like she's weak and vulnerable, comes stronger as movie sets. And then she has like this whole vibe in her final scene. But the other honorable mention is the score of this film. So similar to like Jaws, there's this like score that repeats consistently through the film. And I noticed this time their love scene is still the same score. It's just been reworked into like a romantic thing. And I'm like, so you have it for like Arnie coming in to murder you. And then you have it for a love scene. And I liked that they played with the score. There really isn't very much other music in it. Maybe like at the club and stuff, but it's like that Terminator score, which is obviously in all the other films, but I think it's underappreciated and it really sets that tone similar to like how the Jaws tone, you know that something bad's coming. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a reoccurring theme. I just, I don't think I'm a big like 80s person. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It's just like, I don't know. To me, it just feels really like cheesy and awkward sometimes. And I think, yeah, just like 80s, even though I know Aliens was 80s, but it doesn't have like an 80s vibe as much as like this does it's very 80s yeah and alien was 79 which just seems like way even ahead of where terminator is and it was filmed five years beforehand i do think it has to do with james cameron being younger and a grungier and a budgeted film compared to like ridley scott had a lot more funding for like alien was a bit more like known so i do think there's that balance of seeing where james cameron came from yes and like what he does now yeah and I do agree, like Terminator 2, that's where it's at. Yeah. I also <laughs> had the biggest crush on John Connor when I was younger watching Terminator 2. Anyway, we discussed that at another point. Of course Creepy. you did. Yeah. Um, so would you recommend? Yes, but I don't know if I need to watch it over and over like you do. I don't watch it over and over. I feel like if I'm in the Terminator mood, I'll start from the beginning and watch all them all. But I would 100% recommend this film. Like, I love this film. It's not like... Probably not in my top 10 favorite films, but it's definitely made an impact on me. Well, it's part of your the journey for, you know, the Terminator stuff. So that's probably why it's yeah. really important to you because the other ones might be a lot higher. And these were the movies I watched with my dad when I was younger, like all the action sci-fi things. And I yeah. think I even watched Terminator 2 before I ever watched The Terminator, to be honest. So yes, would recommend over and over. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See, you do watch over and over. <laughs> You know, a couple times in a decade. <laughs> Shut up. No, it's more than that. 
Thank y'all for joining us for The Terminator. Leave us a review and comment on any movies you want us to watch and whine about. Don't forget to subscribe and find us on TikTok at Champagne Cinema, linked in the description. See y'all next time. Cheers! Cheers.